slip your hands thankful you're in the palm of his hand that he is Lord he is king he is master amen you never walk through valleys and problems alone Jesus is always with you amen amen Alan can you come right quick and just give a brief word this is Alan and Tarina Kelso and one year ago today uh, they, they've had to walk through a year of some trials but God's been faithful amen Tarina, a year ago, and I went through an accident that from that day to this has taken us through seven major surgeries. A lot of you haven't known why we were here, and that's why. But we discovered, Pastor, a family that we didn't realize how huge it was from all the prayers that many of you had been lifting up. One night in particular, it was a Wednesday night, and I was being taken back in for emergency surgery. I was bleeding internally had a high fever that had suddenly spiked. My heart rate had jumped to 144. They had no idea what was wrong. I said to Tarina, I said, get hold of pastor. Tell him to pray. And this church prayed on that Wednesday night. And God ministered to me. Three, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Tarina went through her last surgery. And she couldn't raise her hands. But today... You can raise your hands, can't you? I want to give a shout to God and say hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. You're worthy. Yes, Lord. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, Lord. I'm telling you that what he's done for us, no matter what you're going through, he will do it for you. I stand here. I stand here and I've been through four major surgeries. I've had placed in my neck. I've had my sack joints lifted in my back. I've had my shoulder freeze in place. But I'm telling you, the enemy is a liar and God is victorious. Hallelujah. Come on. Everybody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, give him more praise. God be worshiped. God be praised. Glory to God. Glory to God. God wants to prove his faithfulness in your midnight hour. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you see some folk praising the Lord, sometimes you don't know what they've been through. Some people have been going through some real deep waters. 
They're over there just praising the Lord. You just have to just honor that and let them know that God's faithful. Amen. In the midnight hour, he, he comes on the scene. Mark chapter 13. Everyone turn in your Bibles. Please stand in honor of the Word of God. Thank you, worship team and choir and for everyone's worship of giving this morning. At the close of the service, we're going to lay hands on the sick and pray for the sick. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 13, verse 32. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, only the Father. Only the Father knows when Jesus is coming back. So anybody that gives you a day and a time, be leery. Because the angels don't know, Jesus doesn't know. And I doubt seriously that they know. Take ye heed, watch and pray. For ye know not when that time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who hath left his house and gave authority to his servants. What did he do when he left? Who has authority? We have authority. Amen. And to every man his work. Everybody say work. And commanded the porter to watch. I believe there's some watchmen in the hour that know what time it is. I believe God's raised up some voices that know what hour it is. They don't know the exact moment, but they sense the seasons and the time. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh. And here he gives four times when the Romans took over and Israel became under the Romans. Up till that point in time in history, Israel ascribed to the nighttime three different time segments. But once the Romans took over, there were four time frames of the night. And so Jesus acknowledges those four time frames. At even, 6 o'clock, at midnight, the cock crowing at 3 a.m., or 6 in the morning. Lest suddenly coming, he finds you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. You may be seated. Recapping a few of the thoughts very briefly, over the last number of weeks. Number one, God loves midnight. It is a special time of day to him. He does miracles at midnight. Why? He doesn't slumber nor sleep. Somebody say amen. Jonah runs from his arise vision. God turns him around and he goes to Nineveh. And he preaches that 40 days from now, God's going to destroy this land, this city. I remind you that this weekend, this very weekend, we're about 40 days from the end of the Smita. God extends mercy and saves Nineveh, that great city. When the people repented, when they believed and when they turned, they fasted and sought God. In the midnight hour, the beginning of this series, God released the Israelites in the first great exodus. Number one, they were covered by the blood. It's important in these days to stay under the blood covering. Number two, there was death that took place across the land, a death angel. 
that went through the land and everyone not covered by the blood. There was death in those households. The next part of that was they, they spoiled the Egyptians and God gave them immense wealth and material possessions as they went out enough to sustain them. And they were blessed as they left Egypt and they exited that land of slavery. We looked at Paul and Silas, how that it, at the midnight hour they sang praises unto God. And God brought the salvation of the jailer and his household at midnight. Somebody needs to claim that and you need to grab that word that in these last days your family is coming to God and going to serve God. Paul preached at midnight in another sermon and Eutychus fell out of the window at midnight. I just remind you there's some people that have been in the church and for whatever reason they've fallen out. And we need to go do what Paul did. He came out of the third loft. He came down to that lower level. He embraced that man, picked that man up have resurrected him to life, he who was dead, amen. There's some people who have fallen out that you need to go just in the name of Jesus, throw yourself upon and not pick up the death that has caused them to fall out, but rather speak some life into them, amen, and resurrect them in the midnight hour. Last Sunday, we looked at Samson, how that at midnight, he was awakened and he came out of Gaza. And what a miracle took place. And God is awakening people to come out of their midnight sin. Amen. Because he's a merciful God. Samson would have died in the morning hours. But he came out at midnight. You need to listen to me. You need to come out of your sin. You need to come out of your midnight affair. And you need to give your life to Jesus at midnight. Amen. Ruth found her kinsman redeemer at midnight. She went from gleaning the fields to owning the fields. She found her Boaz. Everyone say Boaz. Paul and the men in Acts 27 saw the land at midnight in a hurricane. They saw, the, the Bible puts an emphasis on the ability for them to see land in the midst of a hurricane at midnight. They saw land. And God wants to give divine direction to his church in the midnight hour. A statement that I did not make but just very briefly in passing one service. In Luke chapter 11 verse 5 at the midnight hour a man goes to his neighbor's house and he wants three loaves of bread. And the man refuses at first but because of the importunity of the individual to continually knock. The householder opens to him his house and gives him the three loaves and Jesus follows that verse and says... Ask, seek, and knock. And I believe for every loaf of bread that was given in response, he's saying, ask, I'll give you. Seek, I'll give you. Knock, I'll open to you. There are three loaves that I believe if you will just show a little importunity on your part that you're not going to give up in the midnight hour. We're going to keep pressing in. Somebody say amen. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't fall out. Keep pressing in. Midnight, God is giving instructions to his people. Midnight is Christian's blessing and a nightmare for the world. Midnight is an indication that freedom is about to take place. Amen. Angels were released at midnight. I wrapped all of that up and I thought about this. I believe after all of my study of the midnight scriptures, there is truly a theology of midnight. 
There are other passages I did not mention how that Solomon was able to distinguish how that one baby had been switched, a dead baby with a live baby, at midnight. The Bible uses that passage, but it says at midnight. Very interesting uh, to study that passage out. Proverbs uses another passage about midnight and says at midnight people will be shaken and they will die. Very important, friends, that we not lose the concept of midnight because there's a lot of shaking going on in our world. If you dare Google how many earthquakes took place in the world in the last seven days, I think it'll shake you just a little bit. It is unbelievable how many earthquakes have taken place this week. But point number one today in our text, everyone looking at it, Jesus is declaring in the last days, be prepared, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. Know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. The angels don't know, Jesus doesn't know, man doesn't know. But watch, he is saying. Verse 33, be on your guard. Verse 28, he says, learn from the parable of the fig tree. Israel is the fig tree. And he says, learn a parable of the, the natural fig tree. When you begin to see it put on leaves, you'll know that summer is nigh. I've had an interesting thing happen. I've had fig trees for years, but something has happened this year with my fig tree. It has produced in abundance. More than probably the last 10 years together, uh, the fig tree has produced this year. And I, I was out there looking at it yesterday and just thinking about that. Lord, is there part, uh, a part of this that you want me to understand? But learn the parable of the fig tree, verse 29. When you see these things, know that he is near even at the gates. Now I want everybody to look at verse 30. This is Mark chapter 13, verse 30. Verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done or accomplished. In 1948, the fig tree blossomed. Israel became a nation. Everybody understand that? Psalm 90, the word describes what an end-time generation will look like. An end-time generation will be about 70 years. And if by reason of strength, 80 years. When you add 70 years on to 1948, you get very close to where we are today. This generation shall not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, verse 31 says, but my word will not pass away. The question of when is an important question. We want to know when these things are going to happen. The disciples asked that. But I want to tell you also, friends, the question of what to do is a very important question in this hour. People need to know what to do. Verse 34, our master has gone away and he has left us in trust of some things in charge of some things, and we must give a, an account of some things. Each man, verse 34, has his own work. The doorkeeper has his own work to stay awake, to, to, that he has an appointment to watch and, and to let the rest of the household know. And as I said earlier, I believe God has raised up some folk uh, that know what hour it is. Amen. In Matthew 25, now, here in this passage in, in, in uh, Mark, there are four times 
that he says the householder may return, but it's all the nighttime hours. But I want you to look at how Jesus focuses with Matthew 25. Everyone flip over there very quickly. Because he takes the whole night and then he narrows it down to a specific time at night. Matthew 25 verse 6, at midnight there was a cry made, behold the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Jesus is not mixed up with times, he knows very specifically a, a, frame, a frame of reference and he says at midnight the bridegroom cometh. I'm telling you, I believe the midnight hour is a very important hour. The first exodus took place at midnight. We know that from the word of God. I believe symbolically the second exodus that we're awaiting is going to take place at midnight. Amen. I cannot tell you what night it is, but I can tell you that I do believe it will be midnight. Now that brings to mind, friends, uh, that there are 24 time zones and that uh, it could be midnight at a lot of different hours. Amen. Midnight in Jacksonville is very different than midnight in Jerusalem, but I'd keep your eyes on Jerusalem. Amen. And when it's midnight there. Point number two, I want to talk about some of the signs that point to the soon return of the Lord. The disciples are asking when and what are some of the signs what are some of the things that will denote uh, that we're getting close? I want to make a statement. I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. That September is probably, this September, one month from now, is probably one of the biggest prophetic months since the ascension of Christ. One of the biggest prophetic months since the ascension of Christ. I believe that August is an important month. We're the second day of August. And while we've been praying and fasting, the Lord put in my spirit, you know, we've always tied uh, June, July, and August as three months of the summer. And we've always prayed and just, you know, uh, uh, believed for the, the summer months. But at, while we were praying in July, the Lord put in my heart that August would be a season all its own. And to declare that August is a season and God put three words in my spirit. And I want you to write down these words for the month of August. I want everybody to write these down. Prepare, declare, and arise. I believe we need to prepare, declare, and arise. We need to know what time it is. And that August is a time to prepare, declare, and arise. We need to watch the heavens. Jesus said, lift up your eyes, your redemption draweth nigh. Throughout the scriptures, we're taught to be watchful, to know the signs that are in the heavens and on the earth. July held two full moons in one month. In one month, the 31 days of July, we had two full moons. That, now, that is not totally uh, unique because it happens every so often but we had the second one which uh the second full moon which happened over the last couple of nights was a blue moon and that only happens every two and a half years which is not totally uh you know unique but to happen right before the fourth and final blood moon it's as if, as i've watched the full moon over the last couple of nights it's like god's been saying watch what's happening 
uh, in the sky. Watch what's happening around you. Be aware. The moon has been, it's just like it's been calling out. As I've looked at it this morning, my dad and I were commenting about it. It was just like it was attracting your attention to be watchful, to be alert of the signs. Uh, this week, we had a meteor shower. One night between midnight and two, a vast array of meteors. I have to be honest, I did not get up to watch the meteor shower. Amen. I knew I could read about it on the internet. Amen. And so, but I will watch the next blood moon as I've watched all of them. But, but it's a time to be watchful, to keep our eyes posted at what's happening. And I believe that August is a great month of getting things ready, of, of preparation uh, for all that is taking place in our world. And I want to categorically say something. I believe that the absolute greatest preparation that you can make is spiritual preparation. Nothing trumps that. Nothing supersedes that. I'm telling you, friends, if you don't make spiritual preparation for living in the last days, you've missed it all. I believe in preparation. Every year I go, to, I go to the website because we live in the state of Florida and I look up what they're saying. You ought to be prepared for living in the state of Florida during the hurricane season. And I did this year to know what advice, if there's anything new that they're giving out and instructions and, and being prepared in case. But you know, we're always still in a posture of faith, praying that God be merciful and God protect. And God has protected. And for over 50 years, there's not been a hurricane actually come to Jacksonville uh, since the fall of 63. Is that right? 64. And God's been merciful, and we give God all the praise, but we still prepare, and we still make those preparations. But I'm telling you, the greatest preparation you can make right, right now for, for all that's happening in our world and the times that we live is spiritual preparation. Get your houses in order. Get your life in order. Amen. Serve God. Love God. Honor God. Get your family close. You know, it's not good enough to just be close to the ark. You want to be on the inside of the ark. Amen. I'm telling you, when the ship of Zion sails, you don't want to be on the outside knocking, trying to get in. You want to be on the inside. The greatest preparation you can make in these days, and there's an emphasis being placed on preparation, and I'm not going to demean or, or de detract from any of it. Because people have to do according to their faith and, and what they feel in their spirit. But I want to tell you, if you're leaving out spiritual preparation, you've missed it all. If you're leaving out trusting in God and believing God's word and standing on the promises and knowing that God's work is not going to fail and God's church is not going under. I'm telling you, we've got to trust God in the midst of whatever may take place in our world. It's an exciting hour to be alive. But I want to talk to you about some of the things that are coming in September. And if you will, take out a pen and paper to write some of these dates down because you may want to watch them. September the 13th is the end of the Smita. It is the end of the Smita. It is the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the new year. Everyone remember what year we're in? 5775. That is the year of double-double. So we still have more than 40 days 
to claim God's double favor and double grace. And you ought not let the year end. Amen. I'm telling you, God doesn't just look at the Gregorian. He honors that Hebrew calendar. Amen. And you need to claim the blessings of God uh, throughout the rest of 5775. But 5776 will begin in Rosh Hashanah. It is also the Feast of Trumpets. Amen. Aren't we listening for a trumpet? Trumpet. There have been two collapses of the stock market in the last two cycles at the end of the seven-year smita. What is going to happen? I can't tell you. I can tell you that many believe there will be a correction of some kind in the market. There will be a correction of some kind in the market this fall, in September and October. The last two cycles of seven, go back and check it out, are the largest two dips in the stock market and economic collapses since the Great Depression. September the 23rd is Yom Kippur. It is also the beginning of Jubilee. Not just any Jubilee, it's the 70th. Everybody say 70th. That's an important number. September 28th is the last of the four blood moons on the Feast of Tabernacles. Wow. Listening, listen to what's happening in the world around you. During the month of September, the Pope will visit the White House on September the 23rd. This is only the third time in the history of our nation, which I thought interesting, it's the third. Three is an important number in the in biblical numerology. He will visit the White House on the 23rd and on the 25th, watch this, he will address, I want you to listen to this, the 70th General Assembly of the United Nations. So when spiritually we're having the 70th Jubilee, you've got the 70th General Assembly of the United Nations taking place. Very interesting. On September 21st, all the nations of the earth are rallying for an international day of peace. And the nations of the world on September 21 will call for peace around the world. What does the Bible say when men begin to cry peace and safety? These are just some of the things that are happening. You can look at the world of physics and you can look at what's happening in CERN, Switzerland. I believe they may be building a modern-day Tower of Babel there. You can look at the weather world and El Nino, what is predicted for this fall. You can watch Israel, how that even this week uh, they are setting up their Iron Dome across the northern borders of, of Syria and Lebanon, uh, the very area where we were uh, a little over a year ago, and we stood right on those borders, and we were lifting our hands, praying for the security of the northern parts of Israel. Watch Israel and watch happen, what happens this fall. It is predicted that there, it, now this I, I don't believe is correct. And I want to state that. But there are those that are predicting a, a big asteroid or meteor is going to strike the earth in September. I believe that is going to happen, but it's going to happen during the tribulation. 
It happens after the middle of the tribulation when the second trumpet sounds. It's very clear that a large meteor will strike the earth and one-third of mankind will die, one-third of the fish in the oceans will die, and it says one-third of the ships upon the seas will be destroyed. That will happen. Uh, They do not have the right month or the year on that. Amen. Listen to what's happened in the last few years. In the last few years, nine of the 10 largest insurance disasters have taken place in America. Nine of the 10 greatest disasters ranked by FEMA in America in the last few years. Five of the costliest hurricanes in the last few years. Three of the four largest tornado swarms in the last few years. Years ago, you never heard of tornado swarms, and yet there's swarms of tornadoes. Look at what happened in the news yesterday. In Iran, it was 165 degrees on the heat index. You better watch when you start threatening Israel. God can heat some things up on you, amen. You can sit back there and scoff. God may heat some things up before we get finished with this sermon. Amen. Jonathan Edwards preached it so hot. In his sermons, he hung people suspended over hell fire, and they came running and screaming to the altar. We look at the signs of society, men, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, revilers of those things that are good. Those things are happening today. Spiritual signs. Men will not endure sound doctrine. That's why we've got to preach the word of God. Amen. Signs of technology will be an indicator as knowledge shall increase according to Revelation 13, 7. Increase of travel according to Daniel 12, 4. Increase of attacks upon the church, the Bible, Christianity, Jesus. The regathering of Jews. All of these things have been in the news this week. The regathering of Jews, France is now the number one nation where Jews are departing and immigrating back to Israel. That was in the news this week. One world religion was in the news. And you read in Revelation 17 and 18 that there is a great harlot. It is a metaphor for the false religion. I'm telling you that Ivan the Terrible had it right in the 1500s that he said to control the people, you've got to control their religion, their faith. And there's going to be a conglomeration of religion, a coming together of religion uh, that the Antichrist will use in his rise to power. A mixing of religion. You need to watch Europe. You need to watch Greece. I believe there's a revival of the old Roman Grecian Empire that's taking place. My son Jordan took me to a website yesterday where we were looking at the economies of Europe, the nations of Europe And I'm telling you, Italy, they're in shambles economically, and Greece is in shambles, as we know, uh, economically. And yet there's going to be a rise. Germany is bailing them out. They have such a robust economy uh, right now. They're bailing out the EU. And what is taking place? There is going to be a revival of the Roman Grecian Empire in the last days that will have the Antichrist as the central figure. August is a month to prepare, declare, and arise. Be tied to the Lord's church. Don't be distant from the Lord's church. Be connected to the Lord's church. Amen? Point number three, I want everyone to turn to Revelation 8.1. Revelation 8.1. 
This is after the, the seventh seal is opened and the trumpet judgments begin to take place. This is halfway through the tribulation. Some very important things here. There is silence in heaven. As all of heaven looks on and the wrath of God is being poured out upon the world. God is pouring out wrath upon this world, upon mankind. From this point on, it becomes a judgment of God's wrath upon the wicked and the ungodly. But what does the Bible say? And this is where, if you'll read on down, I think it's verse 8, where the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. This is where the meteor and a third part of the sea became blood. A third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and a third part of the ships were destroyed. That's where the great meteor, and that's in the second half of the tribulation when these trumpet judgments are taking place. There will be major signs taking place during the tribulation, during the seven years. But I want to remind us, God has not appointed us to wrath. We believe and teach in the rapture of the church. Jesus said in John 14, verse 1 through 4, that I will come and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, and brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I'd like for the worship team to come. Concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. I want to say something right here. That trumpet is different than the trumpet we just read in the book of Revelation chapter 8 there with the opening of the, the last seal and the unveiling of the trumpet judgments. There is a trumpet that will sound for the righteous. That is not the trumpet of judgment that is being released on all the earth. We are waiting for the trump of God to sound. That will only be a trumpet that I believe believers will hear and respond to. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Amen. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Paul writes 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I want everybody to flip over to this very quick, and I'm going to close, but you need to hear this. Someone had taken a letter and written to the Thessalonian believers and forged Paul's name on that letter. They wrote in that letter that they had all missed the coming of the Lord and they forged Paul's name. It's funny how the devil has used that same ideology down through history. And Paul rewrites and he writes to the Thessalonians that let no man, this is verse 3 of chapter 2, deceive you. For that day shall not come except there being a falling away. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, which, who ex opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, and that is worshipped. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Verse 6, and now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. There is something withholding the revelation of the Antichrist. 
I'm telling you, behind the scenes, there is such a desire for a one-world order, a one-world religion. Uh, there is such a desire for uh, a single currency, a, a monetary shift to take place, but something is withholding. The mystery of iniquity is already working. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Then that wicked one will be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume. Something is withholding that wicked one's revelation. Something is withholding uh, all that is in place behind the scenes that the devil has tried to put in place uh, to take over the earth. His ultimate plan is to rule and reign over all the earth and to subvert the total plan of God. Something has been withholding. There's only two possibilities. It is either the church or it's the Holy Spirit, one of the two. We know that the Holy Spirit is going to be present during the tribulation because during the tribulation, and I don't have time to go through all the verses, but multitudes will be saved. You cannot be saved without the Holy Ghost drawing you to salvation. I'm telling you, the church is waiting for the rapture to take place. We're not looking for the Antichrist. We're looking for Jesus Christ. Some are making plans so that they can watch the Antichrist rise and fall. I'm telling you, I'm making preparation to get out of here and to meet my Lord and Savior in the air. Amen. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I do believe in doing all of the things in the natural realm. And I'm not saying America won't have some difficulties and problems and challenges in coming days. We have sinned against our God. Jesus said in Mark and in Matthew, the bridegroom cometh, the householder cometh. In Matthew, there's a cry rang out. The bridegroom cometh. We need some crying from the pulpits of America today. Crying that Jesus is coming soon. Beware, behold, my friends, the hour is at hand. The Lord is coming soon. We believe in the imminent return of Jesus. I can't tell you that it's going to be in September. I can't tell you it will be this fall. I can tell you what I'm feeling in my spirit, that the Lord's coming back soon. And that we're closer today than we've ever been in this lifetime. And all of the signs are just reminding us. But I've got a word for people who are living nigh to the coming of the Lord that's written time and time in the word of God. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Occupy till I come. Let us not be caught sleeping, Paul said to the church of the Thessalonians. We've got to be working. We've got to be serving. We've got to be watchful. You can't give up. You can't go hibernate somewhere. How would this world be saved if every Christian went and found a rock to hide under? We got to be the light and the salt. Hallelujah. We got to tell this world about Jesus. We've got a good news to preach, a gospel that changes lives and sets the captives free. I want everyone to stand. He's doing something in this season this concludes the midnight series 
And next Sunday, we begin a series entitled Jesus. We're going to preach Jesus. We're going to preach the power of that name, the authority of that name, who he is. When you've got it clear in your mind who Jesus is, you can't get mixed up in a lot of false things. Amen. When you know that he's the Son of God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, and that every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess. But as a Pentecostal, Holy Ghost preacher, I have to warn people, I have to remind people, the Lord's coming back. Jesus is coming soon. Don't get off your watch. I do believe it will be midnight. I do believe that. I can't tell you which midnight and which time zone. We would be close to Israel time zone. Amen. I can't tell you what day. I can't tell you what month. But my spirit's saying we're getting closer and closer. And there's a whole lot of signs coming down in the next few weeks just to remind us to be watchful. Amen. Amen. I want you to sing this song with me. Lord, whatever you're doing in the season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. the middle of what God's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't do it without me. Come on, everyone, lift your hands. Make it a pledge. head bowed and every eye closed if you're here this morning and you've not given your life to Jesus Christ if you're not a believer if you're not a disciple if you're not saved you're not ready for the rapture of the church and you know you need prayer I want you to slip your hand up right now all across this room God bless you in the back amen God bless you in the back amen God bless you in the back amen what about it up yes up in the balcony several hands amen amen If you're not ready for the, God bless you, sir. Amen. If you're not ready for the coming of the Lord, I'm telling you, friends, I'm living today like he could come today. August the 2nd, 2015. I'll not change one thing today. I'm preaching that I believe in the soon return of the Lord. But if he doesn't come until this fall or next year, I won't change, friends. I'm going to continue to press and continue to see people saved and continue to see the work of God go forward. But if you don't know Jesus as Lord, raise your hand. You want prayer this morning, lift your hand unashamedly. It's time to get right with God. 
It's time to make a fresh start. Maybe you're a backslider. Maybe you've, you failed the Lord and, and you know you've allowed sin to come into your life and you need to be, uh, make a new start with the Lord. You want to be remembered in prayer. I want you to hold your hand up. Come on, all over this room. Amen. Amen. I want every person that's lifted your hand, I want you to come meet me at this altar right now. Come on. Come on. A number of have lifted their hands. I want you to come. Come on, right now. God bless you, sir. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Come on. From up in the balcony. Come on down. I'm telling you, this is not time to play games. It's, not, it's time to know that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. It's time to be ready should the, the coming of the Lord take place. Come on. Come on. The Spirit and the Bride says, come. Listen to the Holy Ghost. Bless you. On all of our church family, I want you to look around. I, for someone you don't know there, if you're not sure of their salvation, just ask them, can I walk to the altar with you? Come on, bring them down here. We gotta be bringers. Come on, look to your left or your right. There may be someone that's just, they're, they're weighing it over and they just need a little encouragement. They just need someone to walk with them. I'm telling you, this is the hour to know that things are right. God bless you, amen, amen. I want every person that's struggling spiritually. The devil's just been working over time to discourage you spiritually. Maybe you have failed the Lord. Maybe you've allowed sin in. You just need to get it all straightened out here this morning. I want you to come right now from all across this sanctuary. Come on. Come on. Come on. From all over this sanctuary. Come on. Amen. If you've been struggling spiritually, this is the time to come. Hallelujah. I want every person that has unsaved family member that you, before you leave, you want to pray over them. To see them stirred spiritually to get in the ark. I want you to make your way to this altar right now. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jennifer, lead us in that one more time. We'll be dismissed in just a moment. But friends, this is important what God's doing on the live stream. God's speaking to someone. In the name of Jesus, come out of your sin at your midnight hour. Turn your life over to Jesus. He's merciful. He's forgiving. But you must come out of that midnight sin before daylight dawns. The devil is waiting to destroy you. Come out of your sin. Come out of your waywardness. lift your hands and let's make ourselves available to God somebody needs to come pray about family you need to come pray about loved ones you need to come pray for America we want to see America saved we want to see America turn to God Lord you did it for Nineveh you're going to do it for America this great nation shall be saved this great nation shall turn to God. Oh, I want to 
all to pray over our nation right now come on everyone lift your hands let's pray for the salvation of America friends God can be merciful I believe this has just come this summer to us so powerfully that God's saying I want to save America Lord we repent for our sins we repent for our nation this is a great nation and as Nineveh was a great city you spared Nineveh when the people repented and the people of God hear the words of the Spirit and we repent for the sins of our nation. Lord, we renounce our sins. We turn from our sins. As your people, we call on your name. Lord, there is a holy remnant. I remind you that there are millions of Christians in America that are praying, fasting, seeking the face of God. Hear our prayer, hear our cry. God, I remind you that this is still the year of double-double, so God, double up what you did for Nineveh you spared them extend double grace double mercy double favor to America as we repent as we cry out to our God hear our prayer hear our petitions O Lord and we repent for the waywardness of our churches that have not preached the gospel Lord, where there's been a question mark being given from pulpits let the word of the Lord go forth let the teaching of God's holy word be declared in the pulpits across America. We repent for the churches, oh God, and repent that the light has not been uh, dispelling darkness and salt preserving. Oh God, we repent for our, na our national leaders. Oh God, forgive us for the decisions that they have made. Lord, they indicate that our heart is wayward. And oh Lord, we repent for their decision making. And we acknowledge that there is only Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we acknowledge your holy word and all of your word we put into life and practice. We pray for our homes and families to be impacted. We pray for the city of Jacksonville. God, we call, come on, I want everybody to pray over this city. I've been praying this will be a city of refuge, a haven of, of God's blessing, a, a land of Goshen, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that Northeast Florida, Southeast Georgia, Lord, you've been attracting people here from all over this nation. People have been moving to Jacksonville. And God, I pray that this will be a city of refuge. This will be a haven of rest. This will be a place where the glory of God is powerfully witnessed. The manifest glory in Shekinah. The anointing, O oh God, that draws the multitudes are in, who are in the valley of decision. We pray over our city and we bless our city to be a source of light to this nation and the nations of the earth. In Jesus' name. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.